This is Full Court Press, a podcast by basketball fans for basketball fans. I'm your co-host, Felix, joined by my very funny co-host, Bonnie. And we are wondering, if CP3 wins a ring, does he cement himself as a top five point guard of all time? Let us know your opinion on our Instagram at fullcourtpress.to, which you can find in the episode description. And please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on episode 28. We're talking about our favorite NBA champions. Let's get it. All right, Felix. So today's positive affirmation is an affirmation that really, really moved me. And I hope it moves you too. You ready for this one? I don't know. Let's hear it. Here we go, man. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you are the pilot. Ooh, that's actually, that's hard. That's a hard, that's a hard quote. I think <laughs> that's like the, <laughs> pause. That's like, <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's the third time you said. I know, I keep that, saying that, I keep saying that, that. That a positive affirmation is hard. And like, yo, man, my, I promise I don't have dirty thoughts, but like, that's like the first thing I think of, man. Don't worry, yo. I always think about that shit too, yo. I always think about it. But you know what? I have to say it. That's a hard quote, bro. I think people think valuable stuff is money and possessions and shit. No, bro. The most valuable thing you have is time. It really is. And then you control how you want to use that time or not. It takes some time to like, you know, figure out how, how you want to pilot that, right? Once you have everything like sorted out, Trust me, your every day is gonna be fucking an amazing day for you. Mm-hmm. No, I agree because even if people's lives sometimes are on autopilot, right? You know, whatever it be, like a nine to five job, and you're so used to routine, right? And sometimes that routine can actually take control of you, and you're not allowing yourself to fully live, quote unquote, like you know, the full potential of what you know your purpose on earth is supposed to be like. Because everybody has certain passions everybody has certain values and and traditions that you know rise within them and that mean a lot to them right but that shouldn't restrict you from doing the things that you want to do so again with time it's crazy yeah time does fly but it's what you do with it that will make your life worth living for you know all right bonnie here's a cool nba finals related fact since 2012, every NBA Finals MVP has gone to the small forward position. Can you name all, all of them? Since 2012? Since 2012. Oh, so fuck. This, this, is okay. after, this is after Dallas winning the ring. Okay, so LeBron? Yeah. How many times? Iguodala. How many times LeBron won? Four times. Yeah. That was Four easy. times. Yeah. Iguodala? Yeah. Kawhi? Twice? Yeah. 2014-2019. Would you count KD as a small forward? If you're counting Iguodala... Yeah, I would count KD as a small forward because Draymond and then Kevin Looney and then like Jarebko. I'm just trying to name all the past centers from Golden State Warriors. He was a three. He was really a three in that finals because he was guarding LeBron. Or he was right? matched up with LeBron. Am I missing somebody else? No, that's it. Oh, shit. I mean, like, okay. you know, honestly, Iguodala shouldn't even won that shit. He stole it from Steph Curry, but for him to win it, just because he said he did a good job on LeBron, but he actually, if you actually look at LeBron's stats, no, it doesn't even justify him winning it, to be honest. But like on top of that, though, if that's the trend, then Jay Crowder or Chris Middleton can probably win finals MVP. Yeah, if Milwaukee wins, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Middleton wins that. Speaking about the finals, bro, did you see that tweet? Oh, yeah. From 2016? Yeah. I, I got shook with that, man. 
That yeah. what was the score? One twenty three to one fifteen yeah, was a predicted was, tweet from like twenty 16. from like the yeah. I think it was, and it was tweeted seven, in November of twenty sixteen. It was game seven, one twenty three, one sixteen. That's fucked. This guy's uh he's he's an oracle. <laughs> Bro, he's half is half fucked. Let's say if he gets a full fuck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to see if actually if Milwaukee actually wins by that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then that'd be super super because you know. I think something did happen, something like that, years back, where he pre- someone predicted the finals or they predicted uh, a certain series like years before, but it it didn't end up, it didn't fully end up his like the prediction he had. So let's see if this one ends up with the same prediction. Oh man, that would just give me goosebumps, and then everybody would just be DMing that dude. Ah, <laughs> if he's right, oh my god, I think he's gonna start his own business of like fortune telling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not, right? See, and then the government is gonna get involved because they're gonna want to know every single shady shit that's happening in and out, you know, around them or with other countries. Yeah, the FBI, the CIA can get involved. We'll see, bro. We'll see. But yo, honestly, I'm so excited for this episode. But before we even get into our topics today, how's your long weekend? It was pretty chilled. It was really nice to have like a couple days off and kick the bucket, take a break. You know, it was good. It was really good. As a matter of fact, my last shift before I I had the long weekend to, to chill out, I was leaving through the back near the alleyway and then a crackhead approached me and asked me for my shoes. And I said, whose shoes am I going to use? He said, you can use mine. We're the same size. Bruh. I'm like, what size are you? He said seven. I'm like, <laughs> no, we're not the same size, bro. Bye-bye. And I got on my bike and just dipped and started biking home. Because that dude looked light as a feather. He was like on something, but I wasn't going to take any chances, man. Honestly, those are the craziest ones. Like when they have nothing to lose, fuck that. I'm not taking no chances. Yeah, man. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm not taking any chances with that. That's a downtown life, though. You, you, you're going to bound to like I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, bound like to, you're bound to encounter a lot of shady folk. Yeah. But with that, there's a way to like, I guess, not be part of the problem, but more so like find a solution. Because at the same time, I was thinking about it and this guy was like walking like back and forth, but he was like slurring his speech and he was about to fall down at some point when he was asking me to trade shoes. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I was thinking about whether or not I should have called the police or somebody to like help him out because I don't I'm not quite sure. But then there was also a couple of people that were like pretty much civilized, I guess, and they were there watching this guy. So I was like, okay, maybe they'll handle it. But he approached but this yeah. crackhead approached me first. Yeah. Since I was by myself. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shady people out there, but that shouldn't be the case. Like you shouldn't have assumptions about like how and why they are the way they are. Cause right. at the end of the day, right? They're still human beings. Like I don't know what their life story is and I shouldn't judge them for that. Yeah. But it's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to not look at something like that and say, and just judge automatically and say, you are dangerous to me kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's like an afterthought. Maybe like after the situation and you're walking away, you think about, oh, maybe I shouldn't act that way because you don't know what the person's going through. But it's really, like you said, it's really hard to act that way in the moment. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's really, yeah. really hard. It's that time of the year, man. Everything that we've been waiting for since the beginning of the season, where all basketball fans are waiting for, is the NBA Finals, bro. It's the deer versus the sun, bro. 
It's the best of seven series that doesn't include LeBron James or the Golden State Warriors, actually. And you know what? I think we got to give big ups and give CP3 the congratulations that he deserved. He literally went to the finals. He erased his name off the greatest players to never make the finals. I think he got replaced by my, my one of my favorite players in the world, Steve Nash. But serious question. If Chris Paul wins a ring, where would you cement him in your all-time best point guard to ever play the game? Top five. But where top five? Probably fifth. Okay. Probably fifth. I would put Magic first. I would put Steph Curry second. Okay. Currently. Currently. Once Steph Curry's career is done, then probably he'll, he'll surpass Magic. But until then, Magic first. Steph second. I'm going to put the big O, Oscar Robinson, at the three. Uh, the fourth, I would also put... The fourth is going to be hard. Because I want to say Jerry West, because at one point he did play point guard. But I would probably put Isaiah Thomas at the four and then Chris Paul at the five. That's just me for all time. Because like they all kind of like meet the requirements of like what I said in a different episode of being a pioneer of something. You know what I mean? And I think Chris Paul has transcended that now in the sense of like a mid-range game. You can even put that in there, right? Because he has that old school point guard mentality and style of play. So yeah, I would put him at that spot. That's just me. How about you? I have a hard time putting him as five, but I think ultimately I might just put him at five. If he wins his ring this year, and this is only if he wins the ring, because if he doesn't win the ring, uh, he's out of my top five. But him winning a ring kind of reminds me of like, if you're a basketball fan, right? Because there's different stages of basketball fans. You know, when you first get in, only you only fuck with your team. You don't really fuck with anybody else, right? But mm. I think we're on that stage where we're appreciating all the players uh, individually, right? So when if Chris Paul wins the championship, it kind of gives you that same vibe when Dirk Nowitzki won his championship. Like gratification. Now you're just happy he just finally got that ring. But it's a different type of road. I'm not, I'm not really bashing how Chris Paul, his road to, to the finals is. Because again, everything happens with luck, right? But I'm not saying it's lucky. I meant like the injuries that they that just came upon them. But at the same time, Chris Paul had injuries in his past career as well, right? So I'm not taking anything away from his, his road. But even if he wins the finals MVP, because I think he might not because of Devin Booker, he will only, and I agree with everything you just said, but from one to four. The only thing I don't agree with, I think that's exactly how it's going to stay. Magic and Curry is going to be one and two. Magic transcends the game in a whole different way to allow the point guards we see now be who they are. It also with Magic. Curry changing in a different way where point guards doesn't always have to be assisting. They can be a scoring threat. So I'm just going to keep it as one and two there. Oscars at three. Isaiah Thomas at the four. Before it would be John Stockton at my five. And I still think John Stockton is such a fucking amazing, amazing, great player. And you know what? They're almost similar in my opinion. Chris Paul and John Stockton. Yeah, I just think are. I just think John Stockton had a, a better flourish career. And you know, they're literally the same. If you really look at the textbook, it's just Stockton was way more healthier and had way more assists. They never won MVPs. They but they're always renowned as one of the greatest to ever play when they were playing too, right? The only reason why I put Chris Paul and I'm swallowing it because it's just you know, sometimes people say rings don't count when you're comparing players. That's the only deciding factor to me. If Chris Paul wins the ring. And it's not like he's winning a ring and he's he's not an insignificant uh, help to the team, right? Because some players win win like that, right? 
He's actually a huge, huge help. He's actually, I'll give him the most credit for that team success. So that's the only thing separating him and John Stockton in my top five. If he wins, he's over John Stockton. If he doesn't, John Stockton stays in his place. Last question, Bonnie. Just before we talk about our favorite champions. What is your prediction for this final matchup? Who's winning and how many games and who's your finals MVP? I think the Bucks are going to take it in seven. However, I think the Phoenix Suns will win. And I think they'll win in six. And I think my finals MVP will probably be either Devin Booker or Jay Crowder, believe it or not. Wow, Jay Crowder. I actually do have a hard time seeing Chris Paul winning finals MVP unless he does a, a spectacular, spectacular, uh, like, from start to finish series, right? Because now that you're talking about finals MVP, I'm like thinking about like who's making like the impact throughout the entire series. And that could literally be anybody. Like the stars could be obviously like first ballot. Yeah, this person's definitely going to do it. But like you said in the other episode, when you when Kawhi won the finals MVP in 2014, he was probably going to be the fourth or fifth name you thought of because there's Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, right? Yeah. So like that can literally be anybody. Andre Iguodala is like the staple of that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's really unpredictable of who's going to win finals MVP. And I even, if the Bucks end up winning the championship, I wouldn't even be surprised if Drew Holiday won the MVP or Bobby Portis. I don't know why, but Bobby Portis. You, never, you never fucking know. Oh, Bobby. The only person that, there are two people, there are two sides to this entire NBA finals though. Obviously, Torrey Craig is going to get an NBA championship ring no matter what, which is fucking sick, right? Because he started the season... Yeah. Um, with the Bucks, and then now is playing uh, with the Suns. And then the one other person that's kind of pissed off right now should be Eric Bledsoe because he played for both the Suns and the Bucks within the past couple of seasons. And now he's just sitting his ass with the Pelicans and he hasn't even made the finals. So, All right, Bonnie. I think you agreed that we've been watching basketball for about two decades now, right? And I think we've seen it all since from the early 2000s. We've seen a lot of all-time greats lose their virginity by winning their chips, right? We've seen a lot of upsets, a lot of comebacks. Now, tell me which team was your favorite team that won the championship, right? And why? Obviously, let's start with this one first because I think let's get that out of the way because we are from Toronto, right? And we cannot disrespect our team like that. It's mutual thing. Toronto Raptors was one of our favorite teams that actually won the chip, right? So go you, Raptors! <laughs> yo, we, we, we heard from Chuck Swirsky, from Chris Bosh. You know, all these. We've seen everything from these guys, bro. Everything. TJ Ford, fucking Jose Calderon, Juan Dixon, Jared Jamario Jack, Moon. Jamario Moon, bro. Anthony Parker. Anthony Parker, bro. I actually fuck with Anthony Parker so far. and I so far, Matt Bonner. Red Rocket. That was the Red Rocket. Jason Capono. Oh, my God, bro. Carlos oh. Delfino. No, this one. Jorge Garbrojosa. Oh, Gar- Garbrojosa. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Gulai. <laughs> For real. So, you know what? Tell me how you felt when the Raptors won. And would that ever be your favorite team to ever win the championship? Okay. Speaking right now, like, this is obviously going to be my favorite team to win the championship. Hands down. Like, to be a fan of, to be a basketball fan for so many years and to witness your home team 
win the championship is unlike any other experience ever. Like, think about it this way. Like, and this is why we started the podcast in the first place. Like, depending on any other sport that you're into as a listener or even as a viewer or even as a fan, it brings people together. The community is just so, so big and so friendly. And look at the next person you don't even know the moment that the Raptors won the championship. And you know that's the one thing you guys have in common, regardless of your sex, your race, your gender, uh, your socioeconomic class, your religion. It didn't fucking matter at that point, you know? And that's what, like, it was amazing. The Raptors winning that year, dude, I went to my... Shout out to Elise, if you're listening to the episode, Elise. We went to her place, and there's a couple of our friends that went to her place to watch the last game, right? And literally... By that we it was by like Sherburn and, and Carlton in that area kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Sherburn and Dundas. And then me and Lindsay were just like, yo, we gotta fucking dip. Cause everybody was gonna storm young and Dundas Square, like 100%, you know what I mean? yeah. Like it look I mean, from watching the news and looking at the videos, it looked like a movie. But I was like, yo, some shit is gonna pop anytime now within the next couple of days, for sure. But otherwise, I was like, yo. That was like the buzz of the town. I remember going home, taking the college streetcar, going like west, looking at every single bar and like everybody was celebrating. Everybody was like just out and about, just like cheering and yelling. It wasn't like a riot in a way. You know what I mean? It wasn't like looting or like it wasn't that type of celebration, at least for me, the way that I saw it near my area or in my ends. Um <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like it was sick. Like it was, it was so, so sick. And then the whole Kawhi and Dine thing that was going on in Toronto. I was like, yo, that was probably why he fucking left. One of the reasons, among many other reasons. But like everybody was just like, would not leave Kawhi alone, man. Yeah, especially that he's such a fucking low key guy. I think that's the last thing he wanted, right? Exactly. Yeah. But for me, man, I remember watching this downtown we're literally a young and dundas and like it was me me and reicher and bro it just felt surreal to me like it's like are they actually fucking winning like you know the time was going down didn't really sink in then like you know i was just sitting down and it, it just felt so good i went from crying for them losing to the first round to crying for them for winning the championship i think that's like the biggest glow up <laughs> you know what i mean and it just felt so good, bro. Like, it just made the DeMar DeRozan trade less painful. And it was just, goddamn, you know, it was our time. It was that time. And it was just everything. Even I have a hard time putting my feelings into words when talking about how I feel when Toronto Raptors won. And who knows when's the next time they're going to win, right? But I, I'm just happy I was alive to watch them win. And alive mm-hmm. and Agreed. alive and young. Because, you know, my bad. I don't want to call them out, but the Toronto Leafs, right? The Maple Leafs, bro, they haven't won one in like 40 years, I think, or something like that. 50 years. And just like, I don't want to be 60, 70, 70 watching my Raptors win the first time, you know? I want to be young and remember that feeling because we were fucking amazing that year. And I was just, you can't take away losing. We lost our virginity that day. With the Raptors winning the championship, you know, you will never forget your first, right? Yeah, man. Like that was it was very like surreal, man. It really was. I saw Sia Red, and I was just Sia like, Red. "Yep." Shout like, out to that cactus guy, my Kwakis, my Kwakis. Yeah, that guy was funny, bro. 
That guy was so funny. All right, bro. Other than the Raptors, what other team is under your bracket as the favorite championship team that ever won? I have to go with the 2010 Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, you did. I thought was, I thought you honestly thought you were gonna. I was gonna. I honestly thought you were gonna pick the 06 Heat with Wade. The thing is, with the 06 Heat and Wade, that was the first. Like that's that final series was the first time I ever watched televised basketball. So I never knew people's names. I never knew um, like actual players and, and, and shit like that. I was just intrigued about this guy, Dwayne Wade, and like the big Aristotle in like Shaq and like Udonis Haslam and, and going up against, you know, a seven foot tall Jesus that can shoot three pointers and has like a really dope fadeaway. My in guy. Dirk Nowitzki, right? Yeah. So on top of that, that was the first time I ever watched televised basketball. So I didn't have really any knowledge. It was just more so an appreciation of watching just to like watch it and yeah. like, you know, but after understanding the game, I guess it was more so the 2010 Lakers, because if you really look at the roster, there were actually not that on paper. They look not too shabby. They had Kobe, obviously, Pau Gasol, Meta World Peace, Derek Fisher, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum. Yo, Shannon fucking Brown. That, right? You mean Chris Brown? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brown. <laughs> Jordan Farmar. Sasha Vujicic. bro. You know, the GOAT of like Sacramento right now, Luke Walton. You know, and then you got the Lakers going up against the Celtics and they had a fucking huge super team in Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo. Rashid Wallace, Big Baby, Glenn Davis, Kendrick Perkins. Remember Nate Robinson? And then like the one dude that Kobe said in his book, Mama Mentality, that was the hardest person to like go up against, Tony Allen. Tony fucking Allen, bro. And then like the goat of all goats, Brian Scalabrini. Like that man's press conference from like years prior to that when they won in 2008. Right in two thousand eight, yeah, like that was so legendary. So I was like, "Yo, man, to see the white mamba go up against the black mamba, not really, but like Brian Scalabrini was like the star this series in twenty ten. He only played one fucking minute throughout the entire series, and I think that's so impressive. He has like a one million box score, you know, one minute played, zero points, zero total rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. That's impressive in the finals. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Only him. Only fucking him. <laughs> Only him. No, honestly, but I really fucked with that Lakers squad because you could tell Kobe, like, he wanted it so bad because the year prior to that, like, going off against Orlando in 2009, they had a really decent squad. And on top of that, too, it was really nice to see Derek Fisher with Kobe. Like, I just feel like that Derek Fisher is such an underrated point guard throughout NBA history. He doesn't get the appreciation he deserves kind of thing. Yeah. And I was just at that time, I was a huge, 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 huge Kobe fan because I just loved his game and I loved the way he approached it. And I watched so many like interviews on YouTube about how he approaches the game and why if you approach any type of craft in this mindset, with this mindset, then you can achieve anything and then you're you're ahead of your competition and that shit lit a fire in me and I was like fuck yeah man I agree with 100% of what's coming out of his mouth and then for him to actually have you know I feel like as a fan 
I saw Kobe more of like not this star, this hero, or this role model to look up to, but more so of like this human being that I had the privilege of seeing on a screen where his body is like so fucking far away. The proximity of our bodies were so far fucking away, but I felt so close with him because I just felt that what he was doing on and off the court really, it just really like resonated in me. So yeah, man, I, I have to fuck with the 2010 Lakers. You know what? That that series alone, I don't think we even mentioned it, but that one game seven and it was just fucking wild. And that game seven was to the last second. Like I think the only thing I remember, not the only thing, but the one thing I can, one memory I can take from that series was when Lamar Odom threw the ball full court as the time was running down and Kobe chasing it, putting his arms up in the air, grabbed the ball, went on the stands. Uh, they did the most iconic picture of him. That was definitely his favorite championship because first he got his revenge. Yeah, so he, he got his, he got his revenge because the 08 Celtics slapped the shit out of the of Kobe Bryant and, and Paul Gasol, right? But yeah, no, I will put that as my top five. But my second one, and it honestly is this 1A, 1B with me with the Raptors, is my boy, Dirk Nowitzki, when he won his first ring. When he won his first ring, literally, I don't care what you say, I don't care what other arguments you're going you're gonna to bring up, his title run is the best NBA title run i ever seen had even heard about. And this guy played the best basketball of his fucking life in all the series. He went through a very, very good Portland team in the first round. Uh, Brandon Roy was on that team. If you don't know Brandon Roy, we always been talking about this guy. If he wasn't injured, he'd be probably one of the greatest players to ever do it. But he went through him in six games. They swept the back-to-back champions of Kobe Bryant. Swept them, bro. Like, I mean, it wasn't even a competition. They slapped the shit out of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. They went into OKC. Dirk dropped one of his highest career games ever, 48 points, and slapped a nice, young, and up, up-and-coming OKC team with like Harden, Russ, and KD in six games. And then they go into the finals, and they face the new big three, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. They made LeBron have one of his worst series in his life, final series. And don't, I, I'm going to bring up this too. The game two, when they were down, I believe it was like 15 points for the last four minutes of the game. And the Dallas Mavericks went legit on a 20, 20 to something run to finish the game. Dirk did like a, a, a post-up fake. And then he did a layup over Chris Bosh for the win. Bro, you know how we always say like everything has an iconic moment. I think that one was when, um, I think it wasn't like a flu game, but you know, Dirk was under the weather. And LeBron and Wade was making fun of uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk took that personally, bro. You know that meme where Michael Jordan was in like, on the couch and say, and I took that personally? Bro, Dirk went off, man. I, I think it was just collectively, if you're really thinking about it, the amount of stars he beat just to go for that first chip, you can count more than one hand. Like Kobe, Paul Gasol. I put Andrew Bynum in there too because he was like in his prime before the, the whole shit after that. LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. Uh, James Harden. Then you have uh, Brandon Roy. That's 10 superstars right there. Name another player that did that. That, when I saw him win, and I wish he did it with my boy Steve Nash, but Jason Kidd's like a next runner-up. I'll take that. For him to win, it, it just felt so good to me. It must have felt so good for him too because that was basically his revenge season too. 
because he lost his first finals when he went to the first finals. He lost to Miami Heat, Wade and and Shaq, right? So it was, mm-hmm. and and Wade and Shaq won the third chip in Dallas, and Dirk Nowitzki won his first chip in Miami. So it just came full circles, and it just the whole storyline, everything was just so surreal. I think if the Raptors number one, Dallas will be my number one team that ever won the championship, the best and favorite, and the most historical run ever. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Full Court Press. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at fullcourtpress.to, which you can find in the episode description. And please make sure to subscribe to our podcast to wherever you listen to your shows. Right now, we're going to end the episode with a game. My boy, Bonnie, is going to lead us to the finish line. Let's get it. I'm going to name a couple of NBA players randomly, and you have to let me know if it's true or false. You let me know whether or not they actually want a ring in their career. Okay? Tell me down, man. Three two one Antoine Walker true that's correct all right Isaiah Ryder that's that's definitely a false one nah it's true he won with the Lakers oh okay all right man Aaron Baines oh that's false that's false no no, that's that's true true true. True. with the Spurs I got it no that was true yeah (laughs) yeah um Mitch Richmond I think that's I'm pretty sure that's false He wanted with the Lakers oh, I, When he said he wanted The Lakers just popped in my head Glenn Robinson Like The original Glenn Robinson Not Glenn Robinson the third right No the OG Yeah he did He won with the Spurs You're right Corey Brewer No that's false He didn't win Nah dog He won He won with the Dallas Mavericks Oh yes, that was my oh. He definitely did. He did. He was like, oh, that's my L. I was literally just talking about the whole team. <laughs> that's my L, bro. I totally forgot about him. Corey Joseph. Oh yeah, that's true. He won with the Spurs. Yeah, man. Uh, Tyson Chandler. Yeah, true. He won with the same Dallas squad. Yeah. Stephen Jackson. Yes, he won with the Spurs. 3 Oh, I knew that. Bino Udre. I'm going to go with True again. Yeah. Do you know what team? I will say the Spurs. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rashard Lewis. Yeah, True. He won with Miami. Yay. This guy, man. Okay. Trevor Ariza. Yes, True. He won with the Lakers. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. All right, man. Darko Milicic. True. He won with Detroit. <laughs> You got it, bro. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Full Court Press. And we'll catch you in the next one.